what is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Thank you for joining us here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You can always contact us by going to mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. And with us, of course, our super real estate agent from Remax Results, Ms. Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. Out there hitting those busy streets, getting people into homes. That's what you're doing, right? Today we're hitting a button. Oh! Oh, Yeah, we are. There's so much going on out there in the world. And so thank you very much for coming in and letting us know how we can end up into a variety of home ownership ideas. Right. Because yes. everybody, you know, has a different position where they are in their life. They go, here's what I need right now. Right. You know, so about every seven years, your life is probably going to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of go through these phases where, you know, your life is different every every decade. So right. seven to ten years. And so that's when you want to call me. Yes. When something is getting ready to change. So we're talking about, um, you know, you just got a promotion and you're kind of tired of the shack that you're living in. Right. Or you um, maybe your last child is just getting ready to leave the house. And that big old house now has a lot of rooms to clean that you don't use. Right. And maybe um, mobility is starting to become an issue where the stairs are challenging. So as you move through the whole realm of your life, there's always going to be different things that you need to face and tackle. And so many times those things trigger a move. Right. And so either buying or selling or both. Well, if you have any questions, you can always contact us here at the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Not only do you get to talk to Mimi and get your questions answered, you can also get a copy of those great guides that you give out every quarter. Every quarter, Mm -hmm. and the summer ones are just out. Okay. So we've got the things to consider when buying guides and things to consider when selling guides for the summer 2019. Those are also going to be posted on our show page, or you can call and request them from our lovely producer, Sonny. Yes. And uh, we'll get those out to you. So, you know, every single, you know, quarter, things change, right? Right. So it's hard to even believe that last quarter in April, we were still facing, like, up to our waist snow. <laughs> true. Right? Very true. And so now we're 100-degree days. Exactly. It's like, whoa, boom, it and happened. all the humidity. So, yes. like, we know where all of that melted snow went directly into the air. Yes. That's what we're <laughs> And I promised, I promise, it's my solemn vow that I will not complain about the heat. Fair ever. Enough. Ever. Fair no. Okay. I'm, a, I'm loving it. Well, so when you're out there, how does the market change from spring to summer? Like, is there a different mentality for all of our buyers and sellers out there, Mimi? You know, it's, it's seasonality. It's holidays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a question from a client this morning. You know, things seem to be slowing down. Are they slowing down? What's happening? Um, you know, we are coming up on the 4th of July holiday. And so people take vacations. Right. Things, things kind of do ebb and flow and just the way life does. So, right. yeah, things will slow down a little bit as the holiday approaches, then back up again as people are fighting and scrambling to get into homes before the school, uh, some, school season starts. Right. So they probably were looking and then they were like, okay, we're going to give it a couple of weeks off. 
Yes. Then we'll come back. Yes. Gotcha. And so you're up and down, up and down, all the way through September um, to Labor Day. The, it's interesting, that state fair mentality. Okay. So, you know, you do see a little bit of slowdown coming into the state fair all the way through Labor Day. But, you know, the people that are super serious are still out there looking and trying to, to win homes. So right. that's a good time to be looking if you are a buyer, because, you know, some people just take a little bit of a break. OK, Um. so. Today, I think what we're going to talk about, first of all, is so many homes and townhomes and condos have associations. Yes. And when you buy a home that has an association, you are able to get a homeowner's packet. And it's actually required to be supplied to the buyer. You get 10 days to look over this HOA resale package. And so some of the things, I mean, it can be literally 200 pages. It can be extremely overwhelming. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what sorts of things that you need to pay attention to in those documents. And also, we're going to have a a fun little segment where we're talking about things that we wish that we would have known when we bought our first home. Yes, especially because I was one of those town home homeowners yes and there were a bunch of things that i didn't notice yes when i signed that paperwork exactly and we want our listeners to call us today with what are you afraid of okay if you are a buyer do you have some fears that you don't really know how to work through if you are a potential seller and you're thinking oh i'm so scared or i'm just so overwhelmed we want to hear from you and hear your questions around those issues we want to be able to talk it through and maybe we can get some solutions for you uh but also before we go into our next break or get started i want to remind everybody about all of the really great links that we have posted here at the my talk 1071 show page right and one of the things that we have um that's really really good is a video and that's the cost versus buying video. And you right. can take a look at that. And we can also send you out a cost versus buy analysis if that's something that you'd like to get a little further information on. And, of course, we have links on there where you can actually just start shopping for houses. Yes. You can shop right from my talk. And, um, you know, if you're curious about whether your house is increased in value, do you have enough equity to pull out of there to make your next move? We can also help you out by providing you with a free market analysis, no obligation. And again, our show page is at mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. And especially going ahead and watching that video as somebody who is both owned and is currently renting. Sometimes it's good to have that reminder of, is this the right time for me to transition from one place to the other? Right. Because if you're sitting there from a position of, is my landlord going to raise my rent? You know, am I wasting money because I don't get a certain benefit because I'm renting? These videos will help you get on the road to getting those questions answered. Well, it's certainly a starting point, Mm -hmm. and especially the guides that we have. Um, There's about 25 pages of information about all sorts of things that you can start thinking about. Um, You know, for our sellers out there, it's always like, huh. Where do I start? Right. It's uh, it's so much work. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You know, and so we have uh, lots of opportunities for our sellers where we can have professional organizers assist you in the beginning to make a roadmap for you. We have stagers, um, cleaners, all sorts of things to help you get through some of the challenges, you know, and it's not always in your best interest to sell it as is. Right. You know, so maybe with a little bit of elbow grease. You're going to be able to net a lot more, a lot more money. 
And maybe after we meet for our initial consultation, maybe you're like, yeah, no, no elbow grease. I'm a grease free girl. (laughs) There's no grease left. There's no grease left. No. And I don't care about the money. I just don't want to do it. Right. You know, and so there are those people out there that are just like, yep, no, not anymore. I'm done. I get that. Yeah. You know, or maybe if you like, I remember my girlfriend was selling her, unfortunately, her mom had passed away. And so they're like, you know, we, the family has put as much grease into this as we could. Yes. And that's somebody help us get this house taken care of. And sometimes when you inherit a house like that, you're across the country. Right. You're, you're people that have inherited your house, your heirs, they can't come in. Yeah. You know, maybe they've financially cannot come in and do it. And so if you know folks like that, we're able to assist them um, all the time. We have all sorts of resources that we can provide for our sellers to assist them through whatever transition that they're going through. I think it's interesting when you bring it up because there are so many things about this process that preemptively seem so daunting that I can understand why people just don't ever start. Well, you go, well, I thought about it, but it sounds, you know, you talk yourself out of it because there's going to be so much work that you probably don't even make the phone call. The thing is, is when you get stuck in your head. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy for all of us to do that where it's like, I, I literally don't know where to start. I, I go from room to room. I look at it and I am, I am absolutely just stuck. Right. I'm stuck. I'm fearful. I'm anxious. I don't know what to do. Who do I talk to? Um, well, we can help you through some of those things. And I think that, um, that's normal. That's life, right? So we all go through those emotions and that's why we're here to help. Right. Well, we, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the first thing when we dive into, we have a couple of minutes before we have to go to our break, Mimi. So, when you're talking to your potential uh, um, clients who are going, you know what? I need a townhouse. I don't want to mow. I don't want a garden. I don't want a weed. And I definitely don't want a snowblow. And you go, a townhouse or a condo is for me. Yes. Is there, you know, are there, you know, and that's, I think, a lot of, you know, my friends that are in that position. They're going, ah, I want to be able to maybe do stuff, but I don't want to do too much stuff. So this seems like an in-between, like an entry level, Right. Well, you know, you get to a point in your life where, yeah, you, your spare time is spent on the lawn. So for some people, that's pleasurable. Right. And for some people, it used to be pleasurable, and now it's not so much. Fair enough. Um, and maybe your house has emotional attachment to it, and you're having a hard time letting go. Maybe you had a, a significant other that passed away or a precious pet that passed away, and it's it's no longer as joyful as it once was. Right. And you've just, you know, sometimes when we have these life events, they kind of trigger and um, maybe you think, well, now now that I no longer am caring for this person or this pet, I want to go and travel or I want to take on a new career or a new hobby. And, you know, mowing the yard every single week is not as enjoyable as it once was. Right. And so for those sorts of people who are looking for change, maybe now is the right time to change because there is tremendous demand for single family homes in the Twin Cities metro area. Only 2.7 months of inventory exist here in a normal market is five to six months. So we're about half. And that's actually better than it has been in a while. So if you're thinking about selling, moving out of the area, moving up, moving down, we definitely can answer your questions. Well, when we get back, Mimi, we're going to ask the ad. We're going to take questions. If anybody has, and you can call us at 651 641 
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk, My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. In studio with us, of course, Mimi Shoneman, our super real estate agent from Remax Results. And so, you keep saying that about me. Yes. Yes. I just want to remind people that you actually are the one out there doing this and that you're not just an amazing radio host. They could actually, when they call you, you are they're calling you. Yes. So, right. You're going to get to talk to me. Right. Um, but the Minneapolis St. Paul every year they are were nominated yeah to be whether or not you can get selected as a super real estate agent and so um, I've been very grateful to all of my clients that have nominated me and I've nominated again for 2019 and so um, we've they've just announced that those awards are out so congratulations again yeah and it's you know that's part of what we talked about in the first segment it is is about building that relationship because Maybe back in the 1950s, you thought that you would go and buy a house and be in that house from the moment you bought it in your 20s and probably would retire in it. And that's not the case a lot of times now. You do transition through multiple stages in your life. Yes. Um, It's interesting. One of my buyer clients actually uh, made an offer on a property that the owner was the original owner, had been there since Mm -hmm. the 50s, had never moved. And very emotional for the seller, of I'm course, sure. and very attached to mm-hmm. the quality of the the workmanship and the design style and, you know, very sentimental. Um, it, it, it's really interesting when people do stay there like that and they take usually a, a larger pride position um, just because they, you know, want to make it nice and they want it, the other person to appreciate what that they've done. I can remember there that probably also happens when you have a house that's gone generationally where you took the house over from your parents. And so now there's been multiple, you know, histories and family histories in that home. And now you're letting it go. Yes. And so that has got to be a difficult transition for people. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's it's really interesting you know, being on this side of of real estate and having bought homes where, you know, you were emotional about it. But when you you have a real estate professional, that's what they're part of the reason they're there to help you navigate the contracts and also the the elements that are personal. Right. So that's what we do. Well, speaking of navigating things that have a lot of contracts, when you end up buying a townhouse or a condo and there's an association involved, that's a whole nother stack of paperwork that you have to look through that maybe some people are not as prepared for as they should be. Or even know that there is such a thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, every time you have a homeowner's association, there's going to be rules and regs. There's going to be bylaws. There's going to be articles of incorporation. There's going to be their budget. All of those documents are are a part of what's called a resale disclosure package. And typically the seller pays for that. Um, and they can be anywhere from 200 all the way up to who knows. Okay. Because there can be more than one association within a community. So sometimes when you use that word community, does that, are there scenarios where even as a, a homeowner, you end up moving into a community where there is an association that's involved or people that, so you can have a master association and then a regular association within the same community. Okay. And so um, that surprises sellers sometimes because not only are you required to buy one set of HOA documents, but you're required to buy a second. Right. And you have to provide that to your buyer and they have 10 days to review those documents and they can get out of your purchase agreement for any reason at all during those 10 days. So if it turns out and a lot of those things, you know, we... 
would, I think, default to the, it says something about the outside of the house, the maintenance, but there might be other things that are involved in it, right? Yeah, so there's the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people are looking for a quality of life when they're right. moving to these associations. And, you know, what can you paint? Um, can you have pets? You know, if you're an animal lover like I am, I'm not moving anywhere that's not going to allow me to have pets. Um, so those are things that you want to definitely take uh, take a look at. But you can screen for that when your realtor is sending you listings from the MLS. Okay. You can screen for allows pets, dogs, cats, certain, you know, the thing that you can't really screen very well for is the breed. So sometimes they will make a determination that they won't allow a certain breed of animal to live in that community. Okay. Um, and so if that happens to be the, the animal that you have, you want to definitely know that before you buy the place because there's no reason to not know that up front. Um, for me, when you buy, um, you want to contact the condo board if you can. Talk to the president, you know, see if there's anything going on in the minutes and of the meetings that they're having on a regular basis that may not be representative in the HOA resale package. So is this similar to when you tell uh, potential buyers to wander through the neighborhood in the off hours or see who your neighbors are going to be and ask those questions? Always. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you're able to get a, co- a copy of the minutes um, from one of the one of the board directors, then that would be a good thing for you to do because that's going to tell you the most recent information that's going on in the community. Um, so for me, um, something that's very important to know is what percentage of the units is owner occupied versus tenant occupied. Okay. And so when you're looking at it, um, and it makes the most sense to say, well, I really don't want to live in a place that's going to be very restrictive. Right. And what happens if I, you know, need to move quickly and there's a rental restriction or they only allow a certain percentage of the community to rent oh, and there's a waiting okay. list. Okay. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses to communities that allow rentals. So if you have too many rentals, then that community can become uninsurable. Okay. And or uninsurable, un unfinanceable. So, um, for instance, our our mortgage experts talk about that on a regular basis that, you know, I can't finance this for you because there's too many rentals. It's too high of a percentage. And the underwriters look at that and they make the determination of whether they can or can't finance that. Okay. So if you got a lot of rentals in there, you know, homeowners like to see homeowners. For a reason, homeowners typically do take care of the property better than a renter would. Right. You've got more skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so you want to know, you know, what is that rental percentage? You want to know what the rental restrictions are. If there's no rentals, is that going to cause you a problem if you're like moving around in your career or you're not really sure how long you're going to stay in the area? Sometimes people like to buy townhomes if they think, well, I'm only going to be here for a little bit of time. And if so I, it can become an income property eventually, yeah. or if I want it later, you know, then I can move back. Exactly. Fair enough. So if, if you need to go to Seattle because your job's taking you there and you're going to, you know, you're going to be there for a couple of years, you're like, oh yeah, no worries. I'm going to rent my townhouse out. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Got you. So you may be put into a position of having to sell that townhouse when you didn't prepare to do so. So you want to think about that. Also, on your waiting list, you definitely want to know, is there a limit? Um, how many, what percentage, that sort of thing. And if it's like a 20% rental percentage of the whole community, you know, how many people are on the waiting list and how fast is that waiting list moving? 
Um, so in that resale disclosure package that you're going to be getting, there are going to be things called covenants, bylaws, and restrictions, and they're going to govern the property. So you want to find out, are there any grandfather clauses that are in place? Okay. So you may find that, for instance, that those who buy a property after a certain date can't rent out the units, but buyers who bought earlier can. And so ask for a copy of the bylaws so that you can determine if you can live within them and possibly have an attorney, a real estate attorney, review the property docs, including the master deed for you. So you want to be, you know, going into this, I think a lot of people don't really take these association documents very seriously. No, I think you just kind of look at it. And I remember looking at mine is just it, it. I didn't think that it would be as restrictive as it was. What did you want to do that you you couldn't do? Well, I mean, it was something silly like, can I paint the front door a different color? And it's like, no, you cannot paint your front door a different color. You know, it needs to fit in line with what we want to have going on here. I think that it was, you know, you still go, well, I'm yes, I'm buying a townhouse, but I'm still buying and this is still my property. So as long as I don't sit there and do some weird fence in a common area, you just presume that you could do pretty much whatever you want. And that wasn't a deal breaker for me, but it was something that it didn't occur to me to ask about. Right. It's just kind of annoying. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that you definitely want to pay attention to is what sort of reserves does the association keep and how are they investing that money? Okay. What are they doing with it? Where is it going? Um, are the association assessments that they're giving to the owners in that community, are they keeping pace with the annual rate of inflation? Okay. Um, so smart boards, even though it really, it really is not happy for the homeowners to get an assessment, but the smart boards take precaution over the things that they see coming down the road and they raise the assessments a certain percentage each year or every so often to build the reserves to fund the future repairs so if they eventually need to redo all of the roofs uh, for a number of townhouses they've planned for that exactly Mm -hmm. and to determine if the assessment's reasonable you compare the rate to what the other associations that you're seeing in the in the area what are they you know raising them as how long has the rate been flat do you look around and you go yeah you know it looks kind of run down in this community so why is that why does it look kind of shady you know the the roof you know looks kind of mm, wonky and the uh, maybe the landscaping is not as you know pretty as some of the other associations right could be that they're not budgeting a prop- appropriately for that or that something else is is going on Well, Mimi, I know we have some more ups and downs of buying a townhouse or a condo when we get back. And we're also going to go into your red hot house of the week, correct? Absolutely. If you have any questions, make sure you contact us. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Yes, thank you for being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Yes, we are feeling hot, 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 and that's because Mimi Shoneman has a new house out there for you, a red hot house of the week. Mimi, what do you have for us? Oh my gosh, this thing is so cute. Yes. Oh. You've got to go to the show page and look at the link that we have posted for you. We've got a 3D tour. This is absolutely adorable. It is a three-bedroom, one-bath, one-car garage bungalow in St. Paul, 1871 Hoyt Avenue East. Uh, I just can't even tell you. It's adorable. Cute hardwood floors on the main level, an adorable kitchen. And then it's, I love the floor plan, and I'll tell you why. It's a story and a half. 
And right. so, you know, you can go in, you've got main floor level bedrooms, and then you can go up and create a suite all of your own, and then a finished basement waiting for all of your personal decorator touches and priced at only 205 Are you kidding me? I think it's so, so cute. It's like, I could see it being perfect, not only for like a starter couple that doesn't have kids, but if you're a single mom like me, where you need enough room. But you also have like a preteen separation. That, yes, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I love you, but Sonny is smiling but, too because it's it's different when your kids are at a certain age where you need them to be near you, but they also need to get away from you, right, producer Sonny? I need to hear you. Don't necessarily need to see you. Right, That's hilarious. I really need to hear you. Yes. So you need a certain amount of space, like not so much space that you are spending all your time as a mom cleaning up after them. Yes. But enough space that you're like, okay, they're over there doing their thing. So think they about this. Left. So think about this. So you can have your separation of space. You yes. can have the either like store and there's a storage room in the right. in the basement mm-hmm. separated yes. so you can have your like all your junk in there if you need to have junk mm-hmm. you know don't do it you, know, <laughs> you just got to clean up later but um you know i love that floor plan it's especially a good floor plan for investors oh gotcha so, okay you know they a lot of people need a main floor level bedroom it's high demand for that and this one has two mm-hmm. and so you can have a suite upstairs possibly add another bathroom up there and then go downstairs and have a whole another separation of space it's great for people who want to have tenants right so it's really really good and it's got a fenced backyard love that and it's flat right super good so the roof new in 2018 they've got a drain tile system so you don't have to worry about that wet wet basement and everybody loves the hardwood floors the natural ones that were built with the with the house are so beautiful right because you can do so much in this like it it so many varieties of styles can go with that kind of floor. It's not like, oh, what does it do with my carpet? Does yep. it match? What I, you can put so many things in that yes. to make it your own. Yes. And I especially love the fact that the mechanicals are newer. And so that's always something that I tell folks to be taking particular look at when you're buying property. What am I going to have to fix first? Right. And what's going to probably kick out first? And so this one's got newer HVAC, newer roof. It's adorable, stucco, and just cute as a bug. And I encourage you to take a look at it. And if you'd like to see it in person, all you have to do is reach out to us, 651-578-2218 for your private showing. And in the meantime, make sure you stop by the Red Hot Real Estate show page. It's mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. Yes. And so this one does not have an association. Right. <laughs> you so, can pretty much do whatever you want and not you have go. to sign any extra paperwork. Paint that door any other color right, you want. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm like, this one, I like it because it's that nice reddish purple color. But I mean, yellow would look good on this house, too. There you, you go. <laughs> I need some sunshiny yellow. Yes, you can change it. I right. love that. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to talking about the HOA Association and the resale disclosure package. Right. So, um, association assessments, like we were talking about before the break, have got to keep pace with inflation as much as that's not happy for the homeowners when they do get that. You want to know, is there a cap on how high they can go in within a certain window of time? Okay. So, so things don't get jacked up dramatically. Yes. Okay. And so you want to look at low, excuse me, low dues look good on the surface but maybe they don't have an adequate reserve for the maintenance. So the okay. last thing you want to do is get in there and be paying your two fifty a month and go, you know what? My deck's falling off. Right. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Um, so you want to make sure what it takes care of. And so 
many may not take care of any or some of the exterior items. So if you're not reading your documents, don't be surprised when your window needs to be replaced. But and yet they don't the do it. HOA says, don't do windows. Mm-hmm. Windows are about two fifty a piece. And now that's replace. your responsibility. Yes. Gotcha. And that's it's not like the end of the world and you can do them one at a time. But, you know, you've, if you're thinking that the HOA that's got you covered, maybe they don't. Same thing, too, with your with your deck. Right. You know, if that thing's falling apart and you're like waiting for them to come around, and fix you a new one. Like, <laughs> like that's on you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. No, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. So you also want to know what does and doesn't the assessment cover? Does the assef- assessment cover the common area maintenance, recreational facilities, your trash collection, your snow right. removal? And again, like we said, decks, windows, roof, siding, paint. You want to know is that you or is that them? Right. And so what special assessments you want to know have been mandated in the past five years? And you want to ask how much was each homeowner responsible for? Some special assessments are absolutely unavoidable, but repeated expensive assessments could be a red flag about the condition of the building or the board's um, fiscal policy. So So maybe they didn't plan ahead for doing all repaving all the driveways and that you know, something they're like, oh, we should repave all of the driveways. That would be special. Yep. But a lot of boards would plan for that and go, you know, in the next five years, we need to do this. So we're including that in the dues. Is that yes. what you mean? Okay. I mean, I think that the average life of a, of a basic roof is 25 to 30 years, right? So when was that done last? And when are they anticipate, anticipating that they're going to do it again? Um, so you want to kind of know about that. So just do your due diligence and ask the questions. So I, I have a lot of homeowners, you know, because when you're getting your prequalification from your financial person and right. they say, yeah, you qualify for 250. Well, is that with or without an association? So you've got to factor in that that's part of your cost every single month. So you may not qualify for as high a price on a townhome or condo with a HOA fee as you would for a single family home. Fair enough. And so you want to take that into consideration. Um, also too, with your, with your condos and FHA separate related issue, but not every association is going to allow for certain types of financing, particularly FHA. Okay. Um, the association has got to get that approved and it has to be active and available. So that shocks a lot of home buyers when they're like, well, why? You know, they fix the outside. Why can't I use FHA to get into this community? It makes no sense at all. Because, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's a thing. Okay. And so the association itself has got to apply for that status, and it's got to be active and available for you to be able to take care of that kind of financing. Mm, okay. So when we're looking for property for our clients that need that type of financing, it's frustrating for them to know. But we tell you up front, not every property is going to qualify for every type of financing. Okay. That's a seller's choice. And for big communities, that's the association's choice. So just know that going into it. And so you also, as we talked about in the first segment, you want to know how much turnover occurs in the building or development. And how and who do you ask that question to the association or that'll be a public document? No, you'll ask that of the association. Okay, And they will tell you if residents are generally happy with the building. You can knock on doors just like you can on a, you know, unless it's gated and you can't get in. Right. Don't be climbing a fence. (laughs) That kind of stuff. But in in all seriousness, you want to know that information because that will maybe make a difference on whether you choose to buy there or not. Owners of condos in two to four unit buildings stay for 
typically a period of five years, and owners of condos in a building with five or more units stay for a medium of four years. Okay. So that's just a, a benchmark. Um, a big one, especially back when we were in the down market, super big to know and still important to know is, is the building or the development facing any sort of litigation? Now, what kind of litigation is normally coming up in those kind of scenarios? Well, you you could have all sorts of things um, you could have that. Maybe the uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there's leaks in the roofs. OK, um, maybe the parking is not as it was supposed to be. Maybe the the maybe the leveling in the building is not right. All sorts of things that could be happening. Maybe you've got mold. OK, maybe you've got moisture, that sort of thing. And so you want to find out is the builder or the association being sued because that's never, ever a good sign. If a builder or homeowners are involved in a lawsuit, the reserves can go down really, really fast. Right. Um, so you need to pay attention to that. You also want to find. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, giving you some great information on the upside and downside of being part of a townhouse or condo community. If you have any questions on what has been holding you back from either moving into a new home or putting your home on the market, today is a great day to call and get those initial speed bumps off your mind and get them off your chest. Get all of that stuff taken care of and ask Mimi. We need to have a vent day. Yeah, Don't you think just yeah. a, just event, you know, right, right, just like a therapy because session. we do have a lot of excuses. Even those of us that are armed with the right information, there's still a ton of here's why I'm not. So you might as well call and go, here's why I'm not. And then we can help talk you down about that. And the yes. number is always 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Just get those off your chest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about twin homes for a quick second. Okay. So twin homes are basically like duplexes. Um, each There's an owner on one side and an owner on another. Okay. Okay. And typically... Uh, twin homes don't you'll see them that they don't have associations okay so that's really attractive from the savings perspective um but it also can be a red flag so how how are you and the other side going to agree on when the roof needs to be replaced right maybe yours is leaking and theirs is not you know who's going to take care of the driveways when they right. start to crack and do all that kind of stuff and what about the back and the deck and who's going to mow the yard mm-hmm. and at what frequency is the yard going to get mowed so you know i think it, you can't kind of start back from the beginning right you got to take it where it is but you know you want to find out from that seller you know how cooperative is the other side yes you know and so maybe you guys can put something uh, a written Together. agreement in so just be be careful about those twin homes that don't have any rules and regs yeah it's going to be cheaper because you're not going to be paying that monthly hoa but is it really going to be cheaper in the, in long, the long run, run. yeah yeah and also the same thing too um i've run into and when i lived in kentucky um our neighborhood had an association and nobody ever enforced the association and so we we had voluntary dues and so you couldn't enforce it after a while and so then you had to have a committee go and take care of the the marquee and plant the flowers and you know who's gonna who's gonna actually decide if you know somebody can have a big rv in the parking in their driveway, right. things like that, or how many cars, or, mm-hmm. or all that sort of stuff. How soon you have to mow? How you know? All, yeah. What kind of yard yard work you have yes. to do? And so you know, in our neighborhood, we had a pool, 
And so that pool became a really big financial burden on the association because they weren't able to collect the dues on a regular basis. And so eventually they ended up filling that pool in and Mm. it was, you know, it was hard. Yeah. So, you know, pay attention to these neighborhoods that have the bylaws and everything, but they're not enforcing them. And there's no, there's no, so much time has passed where, you know, you can get into a grandfathering position. And so you want to know that when you go in, because if you're reading in the rules and regs that these things are being done, but neighbor to the left and neighbor to the right goes, yeah, we really don't have an association. They don't, they don't monitor it. Nobody enforces it. You know, take that for what it's worth. Right. Plus, you don't want to be the one neighbor that they decide to enforce it on. Right. You want to make sure you're all in this together. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to be the first one that you're going to <laughs> Exactly. Call oh, now out. you're doing this. Yeah, okay. You don't like my pink door. What? <laughs> right. So How just dare you? Get over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to the regular traditional. You know, again, we talked about the pets in the first one. And some condos have really strict rules about pets. And that includes bans on particular breeds, rules of the size of the pet, and where the common areas are the pets are allowed to go. You know, so you've got an animal that has to clearly use the bathroom. Right. You want to know how many other animals are out there doing that, and is it disgusting? Mm-hmm. You know, so those are kinds of things. Um, I have a lot of people that really, really look forward to having barbecues on their deck. Yes. And so... Some condo and townhome buildings don't allow it, and some require any grilly, grilling to be done on the common grill that's shared by the entire condo association. Fair enough. So you might be waiting for hours, um, you know, to be able to put your brisket on there, your <laughs> right. hot dog, so you can grill up things for your friends. So you want to pay attention to, you know, that. and. Mm-hmm. and Get information from the other the other owners. You go, yeah, you know, the the guy in C is all the time partying down there and he's got the steak going every single weekend. Nobody can use it. Right. That that could be a deal breaker. Um with the with so many people starting home businesses. Yes. That is a bit that is a thing. And so there could be in the bylaws restrictions on home businesses that could make uh, doing something that you do for your business, something as harmless as private consultations that you operate in your house, or if you're planning to use your condo as a home office, you want to make sure to know what the rules say about that. Okay. So it's not so much about, you know, running your in your dining room with your computer, your work, but they may not allow people in and out, in and out if you're having appointments and things like that. If you're a seamstress and you have people come into a certain room, maybe you can't do that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, are there limits on how long your guests can stay? Um, that would be a thing, right? So let's just say that, you know, you're no problem. You know, Uncle Johnny's moving to the cities and he needs a couch a to months. surf on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he can only stay for a week. Okay. And you would want to know that ahead of time so that you're not violating any rules that are going to get you in trouble and with fines and things like that. Um, also buildings that are noisy or quiet. You want to make sure to see if there's an, if the association has a noise ordinance. Drive by the building at night to check those things out. Um, various government agencies also map noise complaints. So you can tell if your building is particularly noisy or not. Um, so, you know, if you are buying a home because you're like love music and you like looking so forward, cranking that up with the speakers. Right. And you're like, what? <laughs> or your kids started a band when they're in high school. Yeah. And now you're stuck and so, you can't have them in the band. I can't, can't have do their the band. drum set in the, <laughs> in the basement. What? No. 
Yeah, you want to know that ahead of time because that would really seriously be a bummer. Definitely. But I guess they have the noise canceling one where it's silent. Right. You know, so there is a workaround about the I drums. legit have a friend that he had to move because he had a, he was renting a condo and they decided that he and his band wanted to be able to practice someplace. So that's why they got a house. Yeah. So they could do that in the basement. Yeah, I was that yeah. rent, renter that turned it up all the time. Well, fair all, enough. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Liking my music. <laughs> um, so with smoking and vaping and all that kind of stuff, if you're a smoker... You absolutely want to know what's going to be um, enforced, you know, so whether you're going to be forced to stand across the street in the rain every time you feel like smoking or if you can't stand the smell of it and you want to know whether the neighbor's smoke um, up above you or beside you is going to be coming into your open window right. every time they light up on their balcony, that kind of thing. That would be annoying. You'd want mm-hmm. to know that sort of thing, um, especially if you've got allergies. True. You know, so is that going to be a problem for you? Um, also, are you going to be required to attend the condo association meetings? And if so, how many and for how long? I don't know. I don't really see that being too big of a thing, but it could be. Right. Um, and aside from the payments, the most terrifying thing about owning a condo is having, <laughs> is having to attend these meetings. That's funny. Um, I didn't write that, but that's funny. So in, in all fairness, the, you know, talking about your building with the people that are on the committees. I mean, you know, so it's so political. It can be. Yeah. Um, I know with our previous neighborhood association, it was like, really? No, come on. You know, but <laughs> it could be contentious. And maybe some people are not as forward thinking when, you know, the way that they want to interact with their neighbors. And this forces you to interact with your neighbors. Yeah. But you want to know, in all seriousness, what's going to happen. And so right. that's where you find it out. It's yes. where you go to the meetings and you get to actually vote. Who doesn't love to vote? Exactly. Yep. You should be involved in all of this. There you go. Um, also to uh, rentals. That's a big thing right now. This Airbnb and VRBO. Um, so are you allowed to do that? Do you, right. do you have to have a special license? Who do you get the approval of to be able to do that if you've got an HOA that's going to be governing there? So recently I heard about uh, uh, HOA in the cities that um, had restrictions on posting flags the oh the yeah i mean if you wanted to put up a u.s flag out front or some other sort of statement flag yes okay and so if you are flying your flag for the fourth of july and that's you know that should be your right in Mm -hmm. my opinion but maybe your association says no and so what are you going to do about that? Right. So yeah. overall, it just sounds like, Mimi, that these are things that you definitely want to go into eyes wide open. Right. Don't be afraid to ask all of these questions. And like and then just really as a as a, a a cautious potential homeowner, you just need to make sure that you are not afraid to go. All right. I have a lot of things I need to talk to you about before I go into this. Yes. Um, another big thing is parking. OK. You know, so if the t- if the streets are tight. And there's not a lot of extra parking that can be an issue for your guests and also for yourself. Um, how many guest spots are available? Um, also, you know, where's the location? Is it location? Is it located close to a noisy facility like a sports arena? That sort of thing. Is that going to in is that going to cause you problems with your quality of life and that sort of thing? And also, is your homeowner association self-managed or professionally managed? All of that makes a big difference in resale value and everything. Well, we always encourage you to get all of this information and my more when going to our website. You can also go to Mimi's website, as again, that is mnredhotrealestate.com. So make sure you contact her throughout the week. You can get all that and more at my talk. Paying bills on time? Oh, yeah. Not maxing out credit cards? That's what I'm talking about. Learning what credit utilization is? Yes, give yourself credit. 
you can reach some pretty big goals like home ownership by taking small steps like those to build up your credit. Get started by leveling up your credit knowledge at FannieMae.com slash credit education. That's FannieMae.com slash credit education. Home ownership, here you come. Hey. 